Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk some of the latest Disney news, and we've got a trip report from Jason. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everybody, to episode 289 of Traveling with the Mouse. This is for Friday, October the 16th, 2020. My name is Adam, and I am joined, of course, as always, by John. We're merrily, merrily, merrily on our way to nowhere in particular. All right, and Jason. (laughs) Be sure your face covering fully covers your nose and mouth. Or what will happen? Will you be removed from the park? There will be signs and an announcement that will say that, but apparently not. Oh. I guess we'll hear more about that. At the top of the show, why don't we just get right to what everybody wants to know and everybody wants to hear. We know where Jason was last week. So, Jason, your thoughts on the Rocketeer. Well. (laughs) What do you think? I will say that there was a point when I was on my Disney World trip. I was standing at the top of the jib slide at Stormalong Bay, and I looked over the setting sun... (laughs) of the boardwalk and out in the distance I saw a blimp and I I wondered is that a Nazi blimp <laughs> but no it was the Goodyear blimp flying over LeBron's and the Lakers championship night so oh, okay. I have learned that I need to keep an eye out for Nazis in the bushes blimps flying over large metropolitan cities that are not from America mm-hmm And I've also learned that 90s movies are really great for turning off your brain and just (laughs) enjoying it. They don't try as hard as these new movies to try to put these twists and turns. A good linear, predictable plot with implausible things happening is always a good time. Did we mention at all last week about how did he not burn his legs on the... uh, the No, don't think too hard about that. (laughs) Or catch his pants on fire at the very... Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Why don't we get to the news so that we can uh, get to the trip report, shall we? I, I would love to cover the news. What's going on in the news? Well, here's a big story that's breaking today as we're recording this. It might change as this episode's released, so some of this is could be time-sensitive. But let's dig into this. So Senator Elizabeth Warren has issued a letter to the CEO and, I guess, the Bobs of Disney. And the Bobsy twins? <laughs> the Bobs. No. Because <laughs> she literally, in the letter, said, Dear Mr. Iger and Mr. Chapik. So she's still... And she put Iger first. <laughs> right. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So Iger is still sort of seen as CEO still because Chapik hasn't really... I guess now, though, he is sort of taking a central role because he's been the news a lot in the last week or so. So her real complaint was about Disney laying off 28,000 workers and meanwhile the executives went back to full pay and their bonuses and the the stock buybacks that they've been doing cutting back on their liquid cash to to weather something like a pandemic which I think are all valid criticisms and Disney answered with a completely different dodging statement of that just simply saying she's misinformed about their safety protocols 
which is not at all. I don't even think she mentioned that in the letter. Not that I can see anyway. My thoughts are this, that Elizabeth Warren is trying to make a statement on the problem with our system as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because our system as a whole prioritizes the top. The, well, it prioritizes this unfe- a little bit un- more unfettered capitalism right now where they, there's pure capitalism and then there's regulated capitalism. And what happens is, is whenever, if it's completely unfettered, capitalism as a whole is going to do whatever is most efficient on the whole, but that is at the expense of usually... The yeah. people actually doing the work. The, the worker um, bees. The work. Yeah, the, the people are actually doing it. So our system is set up where what Disney is doing is what makes the most sense for the company, especially in a world where everything rides on quarterly stock earnings, which is another massive problem. So she's trying to make a statement about the overall problem And Disney's trying to say, well, we just did what's best for us. And I think I said this two weeks ago. I agree with Elizabeth Warren from that statement that we want to solve this problem of the larger system. Like, you know, Disney has to lay these people off because they can't continue to pay their health care benefits. Well, if health care was already paid for, that would make a big difference on perhaps their calculus. Because that's the only thing they're paying for for these folks right now. And they also have to meet these quarterly earnings. So I do think there is a bit of validity on Disney's side saying, well, we live in this system, and so we have to meet our earnings objectives. And so from the capitalist side of things, they have to keep their operating income up, they have to keep their profits up, and they do pay their executives, and they do pay some of the higher paid workers because, to be honest, in this economy, those folks could go get another job pretty easily because there's plenty of other places that would take a Bob Iger or a or a Josh tomorrow if they weren't well compensated because there are other companies that would love to have their leadership to either pull them out of their pandemic or a lot of companies actually are thriving in this and that's the the sad reality of it is that the the people at the bottom are the ones that are paying this price because we have such an impassionate system that doesn't give a safety net um, that doesn't make it really fair for them. And so really the problem is the system, not Disney, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Well, Disney's <laughs> playing by the rules that are out there for these Right. Guys. I mean, should you hate the player or hate the game? In, right, in this yeah. case, maybe maybe a little bit of both. Sure. Because I, I think they're being a little political in how many they're laying off. They're trying to make a statement. But the game is the problem, right? 28,000 people are going to lose health care in a pandemic. None of these people should have to worry about health care. Well, I know you mentioned the part about the bonuses, and I get the point people try to make when they say, well, you're paying yourself still getting bonuses while people are being laid off. But the thing about it is even the bonuses that they're getting or the pay that they're getting, if they were to take however much of it off, it's probably still not enough to cover all 28000 when it all is said and done in that part of it. So that's kind of an unfair criticism in a way. Well, how much of those bonuses are they going to get? Because bonuses are usually based on performance. And if they're getting bonuses for improving profit margins, that's one thing. If they're getting bonuses maybe on the Disney Plus side where they are hitting their marks, that might be slightly different. Well, I'm a, like I said, my main point there is there's no way if you just take that away, it's going to cover the 28,000 layoffs is my, is my point. 
You cover a few people. Well, there yeah, was, you might reduce the number. There was more than, than just that, though. They did a bunch of stock buybacks. Right. Those are the ones that are... It was like $10 billion or something. It was a lot. Because... And I think the stock buybacks are a, a giant problem that have happened prior to the pandemic that a lot of companies did in order to inflate their stock price and in yeah. doing so left themselves in a less capitalized position. And that's the, but that's because everything is driven by shareholders and not by the workers. There's no loyalty to the workers. It's really a shame. Well, what I was about to say is any company pretty much is about keeping the shareholders happy at all costs, pretty much. In reality, capitalism in and of itself is probably still the best way overall. It's just the main problem in all of this essentially is greed. It would work if people were just a little less greedy. <laughs> well, it would, that would help. But, I mean, unfettered capitalism will result in a highly efficient overall system because of market forces, but it does so dispassionately. And so we've, we've always had regulated capitalism because we as a society, at least historically, has tried to make strides to say that everybody should have a safety net, and that there should not be monopolies, and that there, you know, all these things that if you really went to pure unfettered capitalism would occur. Um, and so the types of things like providing a bigger safety net, providing free health care so that your benefits are not tied to your employment providing unemployment at a higher rate. These things help in this pandemic, and they also would help, I think, outside of these crisis times, because what would happen is people would have the freedom to pursue new endeavors, maybe be a little bit more innovative if they have that that net behind them to know that they can fall on. And, and, and we've, we've done that, and I think that's the point here, is that the first sign of trouble, the net is gone. And that's the system we live in. And it really hurts to see all of these Twitter posts of people 20 years at the company, 15 years at the company, seven years at the company, poured their lives into it, you know, did everything they could to get into Imagineering and it's all gone. And it was avoidable. At the same time, like I said, Disney did everything that they could to operate and be successful in the system as it's set up. And that's the problem, is that the system that it set up encouraged the behavior that resulted in 28,000 people being laid off. Yeah. Well, as you said, hate the game. Maybe, maybe something will change to the... Uh, well, there are ways to change the game. No, namely, um, namely, you can go vote. It'd yeah, be interesting to hear Mr. Iger's take on this, although he's probably going to avoid talking about it if possible. Yeah. Well, back to the the Disney response to this. They, they didn't say who from Disney responded. Involved. Right. But the, the response basically bypassed all of the criticisms about their executive pay and the buybacks and all this stuff and went straight to, I, I think what Disney's doing here, because they're going straight to the California is the problem, California is the problem. We're doing great with safety, but California, California. So it seems like their message across the board right now is get Disneyland open by all means. So every message they're sending out has to do with that. So They have a footprint globally, and that is the only part of the globe that is still closed. Yeah. Well, that's their point. I mean, that's, that's what... That, so they're... I don't know if they'll ever address the criticisms 
that Senator Warren uh, brought up, which you know we've talked about for a while about the executive salary, and we mentioned that back in August, I think. So those kind of things had gone unchecked until recently. So we'll see if they actually respond to this. But moving on to the uh, California, there's several uh, updates, and but like I said, by the time this comes out, it might have changed already. But California has been taking steps to see what kind of guidelines they can actually put together. Governor Newsom actually sent people out to Walt Disney World last week. So, Jason, did you see anybody from California there that looked like <laughs> they, they just, were? Did they tell you? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they weren't. I mean, if they were in Magic Kingdom on Saturday, yeah. Disneyland's not opening up anytime soon. <laughs> they won't open up until 2022. <laughs> Uh, in J- anyway. in Jason's experience and opinion, I guess, right? <laughs> I think my experience and opinion would be in line with the health officials. Right. So we'll get to that later, of course. Let's right, start, right. Uh, we'll get into we'll, the... We'll tease that. So he said that, that he sent some people to out-of-state parks, he said, which strike I think... Strike teams. Yeah, some that strike sounds, teams. That sounds lethal. Yeah. <laughs> it does, right. Well, I mean, there anyway. was another story about a guy who brought an AR-15 to the Polynesian, but... Oh, brother. That's another story, though. I didn't grab that one for this episode. But anyway, also new updates from that story is that uh, they've also visited or will be visiting Disneyland and Universal Hollywood to uh, investigate some more about what they've already been doing and what more they could be doing or whatever to get these uh, guidelines in place. So maybe by the time this episode is out, we'll have actual guidelines for a potential reopening. We'll see. But what do we think about the latest out of California? I think there's a middle ground between you can't open until there's only one out of a hundred thousand or something like he wants yeah. it to be versus what Florida is doing, which is basically telling Disney, do whatever you want. There's a middle ground there. And I think it's possible to find something that would be mutually beneficial for both parties. I guess the real question, when I bring this up and talk about it, even with my wife, she's like, well, how can they just let Disney open? You know, what about all the other theme parks? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, if Disney could do it, but what about the rest of them? Do they just say only Disney can open? Then they can't really do that. No, they have, it has to be all or all or nothing, right? That would be unfair, obviously. So they have to... (laughs) Everybody has to have the same regulations. So, so, so I'm curious, are they sending this team only to Disney? Or are they well, going to check out Universal? It says Disney and Universal specifically. It doesn't say like Knott's Berry Farm or Six Flags Magic Mountain or anything like that. It just, well, I mean, there's, there's not a Knott's Berry Farm, though, in Florida to go see. So No, I'm, they're actually sending them to Disneyland and Universal in Hollywood and you know Disneyland in California, too. Uh, okay. That was another update from today. Yeah. I mean, but they're not open, so what are they going to learn? They're going to make sure they're in, they have all the stuff out. Ready right, to go. like screens or you know the plastic dividers and things like that. I imagine those kind of things, sanitizer and all that stuff out. But another story out of California is that Disneyland reached the agreement with the eleven cast member unions out there, so they are ready to reopen whenever. They get the green light. They are sitting on G, waiting on O. Any other hmm. California thoughts? <laughs> I mean, 
going into my trip, I would say I think they should let them open. Coming out, I still think they should let them open. But I think California's got to make sure Disney's at a lower capacity than what they're letting in Florida. Yeah, I think the capacity we saw earlier on was much safer than where they were on, say, like I said, Saturday at Magic Kingdom. That yeah. was too many people. The capacity early on was people not going. They would have let this many in at that point, I still believe. But Back in July when I went, the only park that was quote-unquote full was Hollywood Studios. From what I've seen, Hollywood Studios looks way busier today than it did back in July. Right, Even and you saw there's full. that that statement this week that Chapik said we're not going to increase from our 25% capacity. And I'm like, 25%? 25% of if everything's open 25% or... Right, yeah. That's... I think they're justifying 25% of full capacity. I really think that's the number they're going by. Yeah. And when they just say 25%, it's very vague. But I really believe that's what they're going by. What percent capacity of their full capacity do they normally hit in October and September? Yeah, more than 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably, Probably right at that. 25%, actually. Right. I don't know. It could right, be, it's got to be more than that. I mean, compare September and October to... The full capacity is like New Year's Day, right? right? That's when it closes because there's right. too many people in there. Right. I had the number a while back, but I just don't remember what the number is. I thought it was like 90,000 or something, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, I think it's something like 90,000 in Magic Kingdom, right? Right, at Magic Kingdom, yeah. But again, 25% of 90,000 and then you close a bunch of stuff. Now there's less places for those people to go. To go, yeah. Yeah, there's no meet and greets. There's some of the shows are are closed. You know, the rafts and the riverboat are closed, and the people Those movers are closed. closed. People movers closed. Got a lot of closed stuff. Yeah. Let's see if I could find right quick what the average capacity is. Railroad's still closed. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, been closed. While John's looking that up, I wanted to mention that the people mover. Since we mentioned that, uh, the refurbishment has been extended yet again, this time through December 25th. Uh, should reopen the 26th, is what it says currently. What do we think? It takes sounds longer. Like, yeah, it sounds like it takes a while whenever you're just paying one guy to replace everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did mention that last week, that some of the layoffs were maintenance workers. So, Okay, so this article I'm looking at here was as of May of this year. Disney World's average daily attendance, Magic Kingdom was about 57,000. That was their average daily attendance. Okay. If you took 25% of that, yeah, it's not really a whole lot, but the most it can have is what? It's almost 40,000 more than that, right? Right. So So on an average day, they're at like 50, 60% capacity. So if they were going to allow 25% of the 90 then, yeah, they're still going to be below their average daily, but I bet it's about what you would see or have seen or been there for before. Yeah, but like Jason said earlier, with less things open and less things to do, less stuff, less restaurants open or less capacity at restaurants. Fewer would actually be the correct. Yeah, fewer restaurants open and less capacity. That that would make sense. That it would look more crowded. Grammatically. There's only a handful of other news I wanted to mention before we get to the other stuff. It looks like the annual pass holder 
pop-up shop. I've, I don't think this opened until today as we're recording this. So it looks like it's, is it in the Germany pavilion? looks like. Yes. And I really want to go <laughs> to this because they have a lot of the, it looks like they had a lot of those cutting boards left over and a lot of those coaster sets from years past. It appears as though Disney's strategy to get you back in the parks is actually quite good. I mean, yeah, I just don't know that I'll be able to. Yeah, there's a picture of like the back of the store that has hundreds of cutting boards, and you, the, you get it for free if you spend at least fifty dollars. Right, exactly. Limited time bonus. It says, and everything's like fifty percent off, and you get your thirty percent pass holder discount. So that's like almost free. <laughs> basically free i mean why aren't you there now adam i know i could just drive down just to show up for this yeah just get just a park a park reservation for epcot to go shopping yeah. at this store yeah just go down there buy it and then sell all that stuff on ebay to pay for the trip perfect <laughs> just kidding that's a ironclad iron no, you're not. perfect plan <laughs> I, again i don't do this i'm not a disney uh flipper for stuff flipper i've well to be fair i think a lot of the stuff might be in this store because they're having trouble selling it in the first place so yeah so there you have it anyway good possibility sticking with epcot let me mention another story that uh was sort of big for challenge once this reopens is that remy's ratatouille adventure is going to offer single rider line so that is definitely good news for challenge runs yeah but it's not going to open this year Well, I mean, you can't really do a challenge this year anyway. I know, but I mean, they're not going to open this year at all. That that was another big part. But yeah, the single rider is a a big deal for sure, because now it's not a must-do fast pass. You can always take the single rider line. Yep. So are they currently doing single rider on any rides? No. Okay. So that kind of indicates that once this opens then single rider will be back open at that point. That's what this is hinting at, in my opinion. Yeah, it makes you wonder why they did decide to not open this at all. From what I understand, the inside is far from done. They've only Mm. been working on the exterior. Like, the interior is just paused. It's way far from being done. Okay, well, hopefully it will open at some point. Well, the sign is up. I took a picture of the... The sign lit up at night oh. at Epcot. That's cool. And when I was taking the picture, there was a couple, you know, over six feet away from me. And I heard them saying, you know, it's not open yet. I'm sorry, honey. It's not open. <laughs> She's like, why yeah. is it not open? I'm like, seriously? Like, you didn't realize this wasn't open? Did you come here thinking, oh, Ratatouille's open? And then you waited until 10 minutes before park closed to discover that it was not open yet? Oh. Well, it's supposed to have been open five months ago. So Yeah, I'd about to say, it can't be that far <laughs> from being done because they were getting ready for what, was it supposed to be summer or late spring, summer? Uh, we were thinking Memorial Day. Yeah, I mean, that's right. So it can't be that far from being open on the inside either, but or being done, I mean. Anyway, so a couple of little stories I wanted to end with. One was that the creepy clown has been removed from the water slide at the boardwalk. That happened while I was there, apparently. Yeah. So, so I wonder why they removed it. Was there too many people? <laughs> too many people were scared. <laughs> you know, like Pennywise, I guess, we're starting to make the com- right. comparisons right. with. Nobody wanted to be regurgitated from a clown's mouth. I mean, yeah. maybe they just thought it was time to retheme. 
it is time to retheme. What I find funny is that all these people who have said all these years that it was terrible are all upset that they were moved. <laughs> that is gone. <laughs> right. Everybody, yeah, anytime true. a change is made, there's always going to be some opposition. Yeah. When I think about it, I don't understand why a clown in the first place, really. Yeah. I've never had that one explained to me. I really think they should replace the clown with, what's the name of that? The lead on Boardwalk Empire? Oh. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's uh, character? Or yeah, Buscemi. Just Steve Buscemi's mouth. Wow. He's come out of Steve Buscemi's mouth. <laughs> Talk about a scary face. It's coming out. <laughs> yeah. Of Let's make it a giant Steve Buscemi. Wow. Uh, he's only play. He's only always plays creeps in the films most of the time. Well, he's an odd looking guy. Films. Great actor, though. He is. I love Very him. Very good actor. All right. Last thing I, I have on here is, uh, did you guys see the uh, trailer for Soul? And I don't remember, did we mention that it's coming to Disney Plus exclusively on Christmas Day? I don't remember for if we $50. mentioned that last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't mention anything about a price, but, but anyway. Yeah. When, is, when is Mulan uh, price included? Is it What was, was that going to be again? It's uh, like December 4th or something like that. Oh, so it's further out than I see. Okay. I'm still yeah. not going to pay the premium price don't pay for it i just yeah. if you really are hurting to to watch it i'll, I'll give you my credentials because i don't want to make you pay for that no i'm really i'm not i was not hurting to watch well hardly any of the live actions yeah but i did watch the soul trailer right before we went on and it looks pretty good i'm always going to watch a pixar movie i saw in jamie fox interview recently about it as well and he guess he's in it of course Tina Fey's in it, somebody else. It's probably going to be good. I did mention pre-show that I do wonder if it's going to suffer from Princess and the Frog Syndrome, where the black character is going to be minimal in the film, and it's he's going to be a soul for most of the film, like uh, Tiana was a frog for most of Prince and the Frog. We'll see if that turns out to be true or not. But from the trailer, it kind of looks that way, doesn't it? it uh, I think that's pretty much what's going to happen. He's going to be a soul trying to get back to Earth or trying to yeah. guide baby souls onto the Earth. Or Yeah, it's odd. hard to say. I already saw one plot hole that, that bothered me in the trailer. They were talking about, like, as a soul, you can't taste, you can't drink you can't do you can't feel and he's like see and he slaps him around and then the very next cutscene is like them him looking at another soul warmly and like holding hands and i'm like well if they can't feel the handhold what's the point of that (laughs) right (laughs) yes even the trailer has plot holes okay i'm like if you can't feel anything what's this feel like you have no feelings this feeling that you're feeling is a soul some of us call a feeling so jason you have no soul well, the best line of the trailer is, of course, the, you, you know, the, there's there's a whole bunch of baby souls and something falls over on him. He's like, oh, don't worry. You can't crush souls here. That's that's what Earth is for. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be as many jokes like that as they can fit in. But If they really want to do that, they should say Atlanta sports fans. <laughs> make... Right. They're the most soul crushing. Uh... <laughs> Their souls get crushed more than anybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see. Anyway. Isn't this the first one since Toy Story 4, I guess, like in the post-Lassiter era? This is the first, like, a new original one, or has there been another one that I'm not thinking of? I think this would be the first one he didn't have his hands on, so this would be a test. Uh, Onward was this year. Oh, Onward, that's it right. It gets that forgotten because of the pandemic. <laughs> it happened, like, right I guess, that. but, I mean, I enjoyed Onward, though. I really, we, we Onward enjoyed Onward is a good, that film. good movie, yeah. It is. I want to rewatch yeah. it. 
That's one I have not seen yet. I need to watch so, it. So that was the first test without Lassiter's, I guess. It didn't have his hands on it. Probably, yeah. Okay. Well, but, it was good, so that's helpful. Yeah, Soul is directed by Pete Doctor, so of course he did Inside Out, which it does look very similar to Inside Out to me as well. I was thinking that. And he's done Up, which also makes me go, okay, these are like the most emotional ones of the ones I can remember. Yeah. This one might be a tearjerker as well. Get ready to cry. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to Jason's trip report. You went to Disney during a pandemic. Yeah, I did. Well, I'm not the first one in this show to go to Disney during a pandemic. Yes, and you won't be the last. You guys, of course, everybody who listens to the show, you guys know that I've been pretty strict considering what I do and what I know. So I went because Disney had all the restrictions in place. They're enforcing them. And as I go through, I'll talk a little bit about my experience with what I saw, what I think they're doing well, what I don't think they're doing well, what made me comfortable and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. On the whole, though, I'm glad I went because I I think I really need to get out of the house. And now I'm good to hole up for another six months, I think. Um, (laughs) Okay. So I enjoyed it. On the whole, I feel like we were as safe as we possibly could, and we made some decisions to remove ourselves from situations. And I think that's something that people have to do during this time, is to not have your expectations be, I have to do everything, or don't fall into the sunk cost fallacy that you spent all this money, so you have to get your money's worth by riding everything. Like, if mm. it's not it's not worth it, you know, just do do what you need to do couple of things get out if you have to it's fine you don't worry about that's that would be the first thing i would say overall so i arrived wednesday of last week at like maybe close to midnight Mm -hmm. to the yacht club is where i was staying and the lobby was empty pretty much i mean there was one other two other guests there there was one person at the bell station or the the concierge like guest service station and I had them call a bellman around and he was very grateful that we were there. He was like, we need you guys here. He was very helpful, took our stuff up to the room. He knew who you were. (laughs) Yeah. We were very grateful for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for coming. (laughs) So we got our stuff in the room. So that was very nice. We felt very welcomed there. I immediately saw how they were, spacing stuff out you know it didn't need spacing at that time of night but we got in wednesday night because we wanted to hit the rope for hollywood studios the next morning Mm -hmm. Um, and i chose thursday because i wanted to pick the day that probably had the lowest crowds of the weekend at hollywood studios to see what we could do and so that was our thursday plan was to go to hollywood studios and that opened at 10 but we knew that they were opening earlier around nine. So I was, I told the family that we had to leave the hotel by eight 30 at the latest to walk over from yacht club. We got up the next morning. Mm -hmm. I was able to use the ALM compass marketplace, the mobile app Mm -hmm. to do a mobile order. And that worked fine. You mobile order, you walk down to the, the lobby. You just say you're there just like any other mobile order. I only had maybe, one issue with that the whole time I did that just about every day where I was missing something, but otherwise it was fine. One time we were there post park. I don't remember which day this was. And, and you know, we were sort of looking around cause I wanted to get some merch. 
they didn't have my size in any yacht club shirts, so I didn't get it. But Andrew wanted an Oreo, and they're like, just take it. It's for him. So they, like, gave a couple of free stuff here and there. That was okay. nice. Good to see that they're still giving out a little magic, even in Dire Straits. So you walked to Hollywood Studios? We way. walked to Hollywood Studios because... Skyliner wouldn't open. The Skyliner's not running yet, and they opened the bridge. You know, that they opened mm-hmm. the bridge to the first, before they even uh, opened the parking lot. Okay. So we walked over and arrived at Hollywood Studios around 8.20, where they were lining us up back where the Skyliner exits. Mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. line started lining up there, and we were not the first ones there. I sent you guys a picture. Yeah. And it started to get more and more crowded. About 8.40 or so, they started to st- 8.40, 8.45, they started to stage us right in front of the temperature booths, and that's when it started to really get crowded. I would say I, I got my first taste of what people's compliance levels looked like right in that line. I felt like Thursday had some of the best compliance I saw all weekend with people actually following the mask mandate. But the folks, of course, that decided to be right behind us were noses out kind of folks and didn't really put their masks on properly till a cast member said, put your mask on properly. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, you're not sorry. You wanted to sit there with your noses out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do the nose free thing. I'm not, I'm not sure why. So it's because people don't understand that COVID can come out of your nose, too. The point is is it covers your nose and your mouth at all times, right? The thing that made me so mad is people leave their noses out. That means your mask is doing nothing. People pull their mask down to talk to someone. That's even worse because you're projecting (laughs) more. They pull it down to yell at somebody. They touch it all the time like... The masks don't work if you don't do it. And I don't want to hear it's hot. I can't do it. My five-year-old wore it the entire time. Yeah. No complaints. The only time he took it off was when we were stationary and eating or drinking. And it went right back on if we weren't actively eating or drinking. And we did this in the blazing heat yeah. every single day. And it we had no problems. And I don't want to hear it from anybody you right. can do it. You just don't want to be uncomfortable. People are just selfish. They don't. Americans can't stop shoving food in their face for 15 minutes to stand still <laughs> and eat something. They have to be walking and drinking and eating at yeah. every minute of the day. But that actually didn't happen that much at Hollywood Studios. That's going to be a later day. But sure, I sure. saw that right there at the at the pre-rope. Okay. We hit rope at about 9.05, 9.10 is when they finally start letting us in. I end up setting, the only time I set off anything in security is that day. So we get a little bit stalled. So we aren't right at the front for Mickey and Minnie's, but we are pretty close. I think we wait 10 minutes for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And we actually love the ride. My son at the time said, new favorite ride. I think a lot of rides became his new favorite rides. (laughs) Except the tornado room is just like, let's blow COVID everywhere. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess they wouldn't turn turn the fans off there, would they? Huh? Uh, yeah, Makes but sense. it wasn't too bad. I mean, we we had a, a, a car to ourselves. It was a, a good ride. My son wanted to ride it again, and I told him, nope, we did all that work just so we can ride it once. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to wait for an hour and a half or more, right? Oh, yeah, it was it was very long by the time we 
got out. We, we thought about writing it one other time when I saw the line was a little shorter, but it still would have been over an hour wait. And I was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah. By the time we get off Mickey and Minnie's, it's not 10 o'clock yet. So we go over to Tower of Terror and it, we didn't stop walking until we got inside. But then it sort of stalled a little bit. So I walked back out of the line because I just didn't want to miss 10 o'clock. Right. Yeah. And so I waited right there at the exit. My son and my wife walked out off the ride at 9.55, so I could have ridden it. And yeah, still close, they, though. <laughs> it was very close. So they walked off the ride, and then I was like, well, I still got to get this boarding group. I'm like, if you go get back in line right now, everybody's going to go get in line the moment the boarding groups drop. So they got right back in line, and I pulled the boarding group at 10. I didn't make the mistake as I did last time, which tried to open it too early. I got group 56, which was perfect. And waited on them to get done. And then we ate some right there at that Joffrey's booth. You know, we had some coffee and donuts and stuff like that. So good morning so far, right? Yeah. Got a lot, lot in. Got a lot in. It's, I mean, it's 10 something in the morning. We've done three rides. Now, of course, everything has a bazillion hour wait. So we decided to take a stroll through Toy Story Land. The line for Slinky was back to beyond one man's dream, but it wasn't all the way to the Disney Junior Courtyard yet. The line for Toy Story Mania was also back to like the steps over to the Chinese theater area. Mm. It was long. Uh, we, we, we thought about riding Swirling Saucers, but it was backed up to the point where they didn't even have the little spacing markers. People were just sort of crowded together. Wow. And if you don't put down the spacing markers, nobody spaces. And if you do put down the spacing markers, like... Some of the people space out. Yeah. So. Right. Not that hard, folks. It's really not that hard. But okay. But all this time, I will say, we kept up our guard. And if we saw somebody that was not following the rules, we'd steer clear. We'd make a wide berth. We were not hesitant to ask people to back off. If we felt like we were going to get stuck in a line with people that weren't following it, we left the line. Hmm. And that's just... The way I felt that I could keep myself the safest is it's not worth it. It's not worth me getting COVID to ride alien swirling saucers. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. Right. So there's a lot of things, especially yeah. that. <laughs> is there a ride that you would risk it for? Just out of curiosity. A ride that I would risk it for. <laughs> Everest. Not a specific ride. I think. Oh, the rafts. I would risk well, <laughs> the for rafts. the rafts, maybe. Maybe for the rafts. <laughs> I would risk it sure. to go back to Storm Along Bay, but we'll get it to that. Okay. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> so we, we walk over to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and we, we get in line for Smuggler's Run, and it's back to the bathrooms right there where you oh. cross over into Toy Story Land. But it, it's listed something like 60, 80 minutes. I think we waited a total of 40 minutes, Probably. and it was a short feeling wait because it was constantly moving. I had the Play Disney app out. We did the... Scanning the cargo thing. Yeah, that's cool. It was fun. I rode as left pilot. My son did right pilot. And my wife was a gunner. And I think we got only two coaxiums. So Well, two. That's not bad. Yeah, we well, we were crashing all over the place. But that's okay. Well, happy. this is also the first day that ABC Commissary reopened with the new menu. And while we were in the last part of the line of Smuggler's Run, I went ahead and placed a mobile order. Mm-hmm. And we ordered some of the tacos. I think I had the pork ones, and my wife did the shrimp. 
got my son rice and black beans so that by the time we got off the ride, we should be able to walk over there and, and get in. The way they're running it is when you get there, you say, I'm here, and you stand outside until they say your order is ready to pick up. You're not allowed into the restaurant until you have that blue screen, which I thought was useful for crowd control to keep people from just walking in and sitting down at the tables. I think we ate lunch around like 11, 11.30, I guess it would have been around, and first reopening day of ABC Commissary, and we were able to find a corner all to ourselves where we could sit down, and the food was fantastic, actually. Mm. I mean, ABC Commissary was like a dump before. It was terrible, and this <laughs> this is, and I've always criticized the lack of good quick service at Hollywood Studios, and, and as it stands right now, ABC Commissary is going to be my go-to. Okay. So that's a good turnaround. I did get some drinks and I, and I need to just keep reminding myself of this every time we go back and you have to remind me of this. Yeah. Don't order cocktails in the park, at least not the ones that they sell because they're just so sugar heavy. They 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 have basically no alcohol in them and they're just like they make you feel bad from all the sugar. And they charge $15. <laughs> right. If you're going to get a cocktail at Disney that's not at like a hotel lounge you should just order like well drink type of cocktail because they're just going to sugar it up too much sugar yeah i would say even adding the alcohol to the blue and green milk was not entirely worth it definitely not worth the yeah, price double the price and the ogus cantina the only drink that was like a good value was the jet juice i think that was other than that they were all sugared yeah. Which one? I feel like I still got Jet a little juice. buzz at Oga's. I feel like at least I didn't get a whole lot of feeling out of these at the park other than just like, oh my gosh, I ate too much yeah. sugar. And that's because you you can't sit and you can't walk around and just keep drinking and do those kind of things. It's, you know, by the time you've had one and you've walked and done something else, well, now it's it's all gone. Yeah. It, it, that, that feeling's gone. There's no sustained build on that so it's really you know not worth it to get most of the drinks in the park unless you're just like i guess hanging out at baseline tap house yeah i mean for me if i'm drinking a cocktail i want to relax i don't want to be running around in the heat trying to get on stuff and you want to be at the california grill yeah exactly that's where i want to be so we finish lunch this is actually my first time eating inside in public since march with other, you know, with yeah. other people. I, I, I have been to a couple of restaurants where I've eaten outside, mm-hmm. but we ate indoors. So this was a big leap, but yeah. we were able to stay very far from people. Um, we found the most remote table. And if anybody even came close to us, we gave them a look like, nope. no. Oh, okay. Did it work? Did people stay away? Uh, later on, I'll talk about when we go to Satuli. Uh, I was inside getting the food. And Cindy said, someone tried to sit down next to us, and I looked at them, and then they moved. Oh. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Getting right. the evil eye, apparently. Go away. You don't want to be near us. Be gone. All right. Just stare at them. <laughs> I mean, I gave a lot of looks, and... Wow. But I don't think most people noticed. Well, they can only see your eyes, right? So. Right. So we go to the Skyliner after that mm-hmm. because we have a few hours till our boarding group's probably going to be called, and we we need to ride the Skyliner because it's the best. It's the best. Second best. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. It's the second best. best. It was the the best ride you went on the whole time, wasn't it? I think you made Runaway Railway is pretty good. I'm just saying. So anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's it was yeah. I like it a lot. 
So we ride the Skyliner back to the hotel, take a little bit of a break. We go into the room for an hour. I sit on the balcony and let my son just have like a chill out iPad time, you know, for like a 30 minutes to an hour while we wait on our boarding groups. On our way back, we do stop at Hurricane Hannah's and I get a beer and my wife gets a drink and we drink those and then ride the Skyliner back and we arrive in the middle of our boarding group and go straight to Rise of the Resistance and get right in. We did get stopped in the little holding area right before you go into the jail, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're you're there and there's the serious first order people like, what are you doing? Look straight ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we got stuck there for a while because they had to clean the ride. Right. And this is where my first thought on their health procedures, I, I'm torn on this because the transmission of COVID is not that prevalent on surfaces, right? Yes, it can live on surfaces, but you would really need someone to to breathe, cough, whatever on the surface. You then touch that surface and then touch your face. And if you keep up with good hand washing, that shouldn't happen. The moment you get off a ride, you should be sanitizing your hands. Yeah, because they have them. Yeah, every ride we had had a sanitizing station the moment you got off. We used it every single time. And so the pro- what I'm wondering is, is they stop these rides for cleaning. And what it ends up doing is it ends up taking people in these lines and putting them stationary for extended periods of time. Yeah. And then the mask usage gets less. You're also leaving people in an indoor area for extended periods of time. Like it's much better when the lines continue to move because then you're not near anybody for very long. It's about length of exposure. And so I'm just wondering if maybe the the extensive cleaning procedures on the rides is doing more harm than good and that the real risk of transmission is putting people indoors with less than perfect mask usage because that's really the the main transmission vehicle so on that regard i was i I wasn't as bad right there because we were surrounded by a bunch of cast members because you know they're working right there but this happened i noticed this other times where the rides stopped for cleaning so did they announce that on the speaker system? After it stopped for a little while, the cast member in front of us told us, and then eventually they did announce that. Okay, I was just curious how did they break break theme. On they did that. start to break theme. The cast member in front of us was like, "If you need to go to the bathroom, you can." You know, <laughs> right? The theme started to break a little bit, and Cindy. My wife did not break theme. Mm-hmm. She I, she tried to scare our son. She's like, yeah, they had to clean up in the next room after what they did to the last prisoners. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Was she still doing the Star Trek thing and Sivako? Oh, yeah. she that? Yeah, she's doing Sivako and making the Star Trek sign to people in Batu the whole time. <laughs> of course. Oh, wow. That's funny. Live long and prosper. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but Rise of the Resistance is still a great ride. I got B-roll Kylo Ren, which is the better Kylo Ren. I think so. Yeah, from what <laughs> I've seen, it looks better. When it happened, I was like, wait, what's going on? Why am I not tra- Oh, I got B-roll. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I also want to know how he got out of the ship so fast. But, you know, because ju- he was just in the cockpit. And how quickly does it take to get from the cockpit to the yeah. fighter? We use the force. He moves pretty fast, doesn't he, in that ride? Yeah. He's all over the he place. Goes, moves around quite a bit. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Like he goes from the bridge. Yeah. What, to the elevator? Right, to the vent, to the elevator. Yeah, a lot of... yeah or whatever. <laughs> but the next thing we did is my son was hungry. 
we were hot. I mean, it was hot. Hollywood Studios is always so freaking hot. There's nowhere to cover up, right? Yeah, it's just out in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So we walked out of Galaxy's Edge to look for some food. My son got an ice cream sandwich, and then we walked it right there in front of the Muppet 3D show. And then we walked it back over there to the pizza restaurant. What's the name of the one that's in Hollywood Studios? Pizza Rizzo. Pizza Rizzo. Pizza Rizzo. I was going to say Pizza Fari, but I knew that was Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So, uh, Pizza Rizzo. Uh-huh. Pizza Rizzo. We sat there, and I actually ordered a pizza and my wife a salad for Pizza Rizzo. And I know this place is supposed to be bad, uh-huh. but my son ate the pizza, and he was much happier afterwards. So That's all that matters. I give Pizza Rizzo two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> it did what, what it did needed you? to do think of the pizza i take one piece and it tasted like the pizza i get it art of animation or or right pop yeah. century it's it's Standard. that same pizza it's the same disney pizza which reminds me of challenges so <laughs> great <laughs> good good memories <laughs> i right. think that was kind of the criticism people say is there's nothing special about it but i mean you know if you like the pizza what does it matter <laughs> i mean it doesn't have to be gourmet pizza if it has sauce and cheese and bread i mean what else do you need i mean it's edible i mean it's edible there's not too many places i've found that i can't handle or don't like the pizza i mean i have pizzas i prefer over others but i mean i never had any that way like turned down i think it's mostly the locals that complain about that because you have options if you're a local but if you're on vacation and you have a kid that's hungry and they'll eat it i mean it does what it needs to do that's all you need right it would not be a place I would go for lunch because I feel like they didn't have enough in the way of a non-pizza options. Like the, the salad choices were a little slim. You need something for the adults that don't want to eat the pizza as well. So just a little something, you know. I think my wife got the, what's the name? one of the salads that has like the meat and stuff on it. And it was fine. But, you know, I think that's where... Maybe just one more option in there would be good. That's all. But that also was mobile order only. Same procedure. Had to show them your phone once it was called. You walked right up, got your pizza, empty. I kind of like that procedure. And it also kept away this one guy who's like, can I just go in and get a beer? And she's like, you got to order it on the phone. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Where can I go get a beer without doing that? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's just weird. Yeah. We did have one problem where we were sitting there outside eating our pizza and then some people just sat down at the tables to relax, you know, to take their masks off and and cool off at the tables next to us that had signs that say, do not sit here. Uh, But but that was only for like two minutes and we felt okay. We were about to move. uh, Obey the signs. Obey the signs. So in that two minutes, no cast members came by? No cast members came by, no. Okay. Well, they can't be everywhere all the time. They just, there's fewer of them now, so. Right. We wrapped up with Star Tours and then headed back. I know we still had a lot of time left open at Hollywood Studios, but we headed back to our resort via the Skyliner and went to the pool. This is our first visit to Stormalong Bay. Mm -hmm. It is massive. It is wonderful. Once I got over the fact that basically nobody's wearing a mask... Um, We just kept our distance Mm -hmm. as far away from people as we could, you know, especially when we were sitting at our chairs 
And then of course in the pool, you keep your distance and you also have the added benefit that most of the droplets fall in the pool and then get killed by the chlorine. Right, right, yeah. But we did the slide a couple of times that night. Um, my son wanted to do it one more time, but we told him we needed to get to dinner because we had dinner reservations at the Ale and Compass restaurant at Yacht Club at about 8 o'clock. So this is my first sit-down like table service dinner indoors since mm-hmm. the pandemic started. We got seated in a nice area where we were away from folks, which was good. We had good drinks. I mean, the old-fashioned there. Just order the old-fashioned if you're at a Disney resort, and they have an old-fashioned. They do it right, it seems like. I haven't had a Um, bad one. The bread service was incredible. The spreads, the bread had salt on it. It was so good. I still think I like the bread service at the now defunct Sebastian's Bistro a little bit better, but yeah, we'll never get that again. It's so good. The food was a bit bland. I didn't think the food was a big rock star selling point, but our son ate his food. He they gave him dessert. I'd say overall, I was very satisfied and pleased with how the night went mm-hmm. we even got our son into his stroller and we walked the boardwalk and he fell asleep as we just walked the boardwalk to just soak it in there was nobody there at night we just did the loop and it was yeah, it looked uh, nice it was a good thursday so that's probably our busiest day actually yeah. we did a lot on thursday i felt like we did a pretty good job on that day and i think the crowds weren't that bad because the a lot of the the weekend crowds hadn't arrived mm, yeah yeah. And so that was a good day. As we get on into Friday, this day we spent almost the f- large portion of the day at the pool, Storm Along Bay. We had a cabana, and the cabana was nice. You have an attendant that you can place drink orders with. Hurricane Hannah's food is only the grab and go menu. And so it's not like there's no fries, there's no hot food really. So mm. we order the seafood roll which basically is this cup of cold seafood. It's a generous portion of cup of cold seafood in this sauce and then a set of like four Hawaiian rolls. And I'm like, okay, you like have to build your own sandwich and it didn't really work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't that great, but the pool, fantastic. We rope dropped the pool, which meant (laughs) we had a lot of space early on. We did the lazy river. We did the slide. We found the little alcove with the waterfalls, and you can use that to massage. And the the sand bottom, incredible. The you know the mm-hmm. Andrew liked that he could stand in some parts, and I mean it was fantastic. We you'll hear we went back to the pool like every day. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Highlight of the trip is Stormalong Bay, I think. Nice. Yeah. So that was our cabana. You get a, a dessert platter on your way out, by the way, if you get a cabana. So just a heads up. On your way out? Yeah. When you're ready to go, they bring you a dessert platter. So when you get there, oh. there's a fruit plate okay. in your fridge, a fruit thing. Mm-hmm. And then they ask you, what would you like in your fridge? Because they don't pre-stock it. And we just had for water. But you can get water, Diet Coke, Sprite, Coke yeah. put in your fridge. That makes sense. You get to take all that with you. There's a TV. We put the Mickey cartoons on on the TV. Mm-hmm. You have a Bluetooth speaker that you can pair with. You have a lot of seating. Hmm. Uh, You can close the curtains. I fell asleep in our cabana at one point. (laughs) I saw that. I'd say cabana is worth it. If you go with us to Yacht Club, Adam, we're getting the cabana. Just put that in your budget because it is... Your wife will love it, too. Of course. So is is there a limit on the number of people per cabana? Six people. 
in a cabana. So including kids? I think so, yeah. How much was the full day? I forgot what you said. Uh, 280 for so 260 or 280 something like that. For, for the, the full, day. full day. It's not bad, especially if you could split the cost, too. It's not bad at all. They told me they're not doing half days because they do deep steam cleaning and all these things of everything between yeah, it guests. Sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So you can only book the full day. Because I wanted to book a half day because we were going to Epcot the second half. So, But we stayed until about 3, 3.30 yeah. in our cabana. So you got more than a half day's worth, didn't you? Right. Yeah. The, cabana, the half day would have ended at 2. 2, okay. Yeah, uh, we definitely got our money's worth. Going back other times when we had to not have a cabana was... Kind of sad after that. Like, <laughs> I, I can't want imagine. Raise like, the bar. <laughs> I can imagine. It sounds to me like you would actually do yacht club, like going there and doing no parks, even. So I asked my wife, and she's like, she wouldn't go down there just to go to the hotel. But I will tell you, if I ever go back to yacht club, which I do intend to go to yacht or beach club again, I will definitely be building in full and half day pool time. Like, yeah. if you stay there and you don't go to the pool, you're not getting your money's worth in that True. hotel. Yeah, for sure. Because that's what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. That was the most relaxing time was at the pool. I know that people weren't wearing masks there, but there's a lot of the other precautions. You're outside. You can stay distanced. I felt the safest and the most relaxed there. The second half of that day, we go to Epcot because mm-hmm. we have to, of course, ride Test Track. Right. right? Yeah. That's our first stop. We go in at the International Gateway and we make a left. I look around at the tea shop. I think we we stop and get a few food things. We go to the Canada booth to get the La Cellier steak, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was a weird food and wine, you know? It's almost like going through the motions of food and wine, not like real food and wine atmosphere. And we go to Test Track. We get in line. I think it was listed as 60 I think if we hadn't had to get stopped for cleaning, we would have only been in line for maybe like 30 minutes. But we had to get stopped for cleaning, and we got stopped in the room where you design your car. And this is where my point remains, that we were there for like 20 minutes in an indoor room. And the group in front of us has like a, four kids, five kids with them. And they just start playing around. And people, you, I can see that people are getting tired. They're sitting on the ground. Noses starting to pop out a little bit. It, you know, it's not as... People aren't as disciplined because you're sitting there for 20 minutes. And I'm like, well, are we doing more harm than good by putting people stationary in a room for extended periods of time rather than cleaning the ride? But mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Test tracks, great as usual, but we miss our picture window. So now my son's upset. So then we go walk to Future World to the pin trading store, which used to be the camera shop, so that you so we can go get our picture added to our account. So make that trek. We don't ride anything. We just make the trek to do that. <laughs> and then we walk back from there. We eat a few things. We get a pretzel or I get some popcorn. He gets a pretzel. We sit down. We eat for a little bit right there all by ourselves in front of the land, but you know, off to the side. And then we walk to Mexico Pavilion because we are going to do some food and wine. This is where it's starting to get a little bit more crowded and you see a few drunks that are screaming without masks on and then they'll pull, like they'll they'll pull the mask down to scream and then pull them back up. Like okay. Lord help us. Wow. But we get two margaritas. <laughs> they had like we have this extra 
you know, just slushy? Do you want this your son to have it? We're like, sure. He drank his. So what we do is we take our two margaritas, we take our slushy, we walk past the pyramid, we walk past the first little pathway that leads up to the pyramid to this little pathway that leads to a backstage area. It's like a stroller parking area. And we just get all the way away from the crowds and we just sit down and have a peaceful drink. And I feel like that's the trick here in a pandemic is just get away from the crowds. Like do everything you can mm-hmm. to take yourself out of those situations where people are, you're, you're putting yourself at risk. And we were able to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And then we went and rode, went and waited in line to get into the Mexico pavilion and rode Grand Fiesta tour, which was good. It was <laughs> as always. How long did it take you to get on it? So to get into the pavilion was like 15 20 minutes just to get in just to get into the pavilion and then once you're in the line for the grand fiesta tour is like you know five minutes or less yeah okay but but yeah it took longer to get into the pavilion than it did to get into the ride okay so now we're like less than an hour until park close once we get off grand fiesta tour and we needed to hit up japan because i needed my frozen kieran (laughs) by the time we get there it's closed but my wife also wanted the sushi from the uh japan booth which she got my son wanted a Nutella crepe, so then we go over to France, we order that, and we we sit there, we eat our crepes, and we take some pictures of Ratatouille, and this is where, you know, it's dark, Epcot's lit up, mm. we walk out, I stop on the bridge from France to the International Gateway and just reflect, and that's, you know, I, I said my eyes might get sweaty with respect at some point, and I thought it was going to be at Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, as I'll talk about in a minute, was uh, a disaster. No, this is the moment that hit me. This is the moment that I'm like, I'm, I'm here. I'm at Disney. Things could be all right. We might one day get this back to normal. And it, it, it was a, hmm. there's a good picture that uh, I think I sent you. Of yeah. Me standing there alone, sort of just surveying it while everybody's just leaving. That's a good spot because especially when you're staying at Yacht Club, you're like 100 yards from your room or your hotel anyway. Yeah, but it's a can, very short walk. You can stand on that bridge and yeah, you don't have to feel like, oh, I have to walk all the way to the front of the park to get out. You know that you're 20 minutes from your hotel room. so. Yep, so that was Friday. Right. We'll speed through Saturday because I, I, I just talked to you about what we did and then I'll take you my uh, perspective. Saturday okay. was about Magic Kingdom. This is the heart of the, the holiday weekend. Yeah. Everybody's coming into town. We go to Magic Kingdom. I had breakfast reservations at this restaurant called The Wave. Couldn't figure out how to get to it and somehow ended up at Magic Kingdom instead. Don't ask oh. me how. One day we'll get there. <laughs> but we got there before official opening, but they had dropped the rope like 45 minutes earlier, apparently. Oh, wow. We go straight to Space Mountain. I think they didn't open Space Mountain until the actual opening, though. And so we were like a 10-minute wait because my son had never ridden it before. So we rode Space Mountain. Of course, he wants to ride it again. So we get off. The second wait was more like 30, 40 minutes because now the line's completely outside. I will say the thing that should have been my sign that Magic Kingdom was going to be a disaster. When we rode it the first time, everything was looking fine. Right when we were about to get on... Someone comes up behind us because they got directed that path and they just like stand on top of us. They, they just don't even care about the lines. They're just like on top of us. And we are like looking at them Back and I'm like, this guy doesn't care yeah. about these things. And that he gets put in this. Yeah. He gets put in the same car as us. So we're in the front part of the car and here put in the back part. And sure enough, as soon as we got off the ride, I went and looked at the pictures 
Um, and that guy took took his mask off the moment he got on the ride. Mm. Rode the whole ride without his mask on. And I got off the ride and I'm like, and I said very loudly, what a jackass. <laughs> I'm like, I, I was like ready to just report the guy. Because I'm like, this guy does not care. Yeah. That's sad. So we go from there. We then say, okay, let's go to Adventureland and see what things look like. And it was pandemonium already. We sat actually in the hub for a little bit while we ate some ice cream, saw a couple of cavalcades. Those are also big highlights, the cavalcades. Get rid of the parades. Cavalcades forever. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're spontaneous. Yeah. They're quick. You don't sit there in the heat for too long. Yeah, you don't have they to line up two hours ahead of time just to get a spot. Right. Yeah. I, I think they're they're way better. I mean, maybe keep the parades at like the the nighttime parades for the the parties, but other than that, you don't need parades. Yeah. We go to Adventureland and it is a madhouse. I mean, it is like it was bad. Wow. Really bad. Like, so like the line for pirates, of course, winds in and out. They have an outdoor queue coming out of the ride sort of back towards jungle cruise and then it starts wrapping back around in front of pirates and it goes all the way in front of pirates all the way back up to like it's headed up towards splash mountain i mean the line was incredible and we're just like what is going on we're hungry we said well where can we eat tortuga tavern's not open we try to find something that was open that my wife wanted to eat and we ended up just landing on the village house Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so I place a mobile order and we walk over there, we get our food. We're able to sit again, distanced away from everybody. We got a relaxation moment. It was good. And then we got ice cream right there in fantasy land. I got the lime dole whip, which was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Saw the picture. Yep. And, uh, we're like, well, what are we going to do now? So we walk around. We're like, is there anything that's got a short line? We were like, maybe haunted mansion and, the line for Haunted Mansion wrapped all the way down the bridge, like almost all the way into Frontierland. I mean, it was ridiculous. And we stood there for a few minutes, and we were so far that there were no social distancing markers, right? Oh, wow, yeah. Oof. And the people behind us were not even trying to stay away from us. And my wife's like, hey, can you back up? And the lady's like, oh, sorry. And then she didn't move. <laughs> she just stood there. <sighs> and I looked there. I was like, this is not worth it. I was like... Let's just go to the Tiki Room. And <laughs> yeah. so we went to the Tiki Room, and right as we were about to get in, my son starts breaking down that he just wants to leave. But once we get in, he he enjoys it, and he still says, I love the Tiki Room. Yeah, we do the okay. Tiki Room, and we're like, we're getting out of here. This I, this is uncomfortable everywhere. Mm. So we just we just leave. I mean, it's like not even noon wow. yet. Yeah, I know you left early. And we go to Disney Springs and eat at the Polite Pig. Was that, that was bad? Good. Like Disney Springs? Was it crowded? It was crowded, but not like Magic Kingdom. We were able to find a good off to the side spot to eat at Polite Pig. Okay. We bought some sunglasses because my Star Wars sunglasses broke. <laughs> Cindy went into the Uniglow store and did some retail therapy. So on yeah. the whole, Disney Springs was was fine. Yeah. We did not go into the World Disney store. We did not go into the Lego store. The Lego store had a very long line to get in. Mm-hmm. We got a little retail therapy and then we drove back to the hotel. We're like, well, what can we do? Because we have our Be Our Guest reservation for dinner, like right at park close. And we're like, well, let's just go skyline or hopping. 
And we never made it to the Skyliner because we stopped at Abracadabar and had several drinks. And I ended up having to take the bus to Magic Kingdom. <laughs> um, That's, yeah, because there's no other option, really. There are no minivans. Right. Would you have taken a minivan? I would have taken a minivan. Okay. My wife was like, let's order a lift and just leave the windows down. I would have felt like if they had the minivan still running, they would have put up plastic sheets or dividers between the Probably, driver yeah. and you, you know, and like cleaned it. But, you know, minivans are gone. Yeah. So we ride the bus. It's right there at the boardwalk when we needed it. So because we're at the boardwalk because we're at Abracadabar. And we get there and we're like, okay, we have a little bit of time for our reservation. Let's go see if we can go ride Pirates. We go over and it's not nearly as bad as it was before. We get in line, we're in the main queue area, and then it stops for cleaning. And we look around and there's just noses everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And so we just leave the line and go over to be our guest and check in. We get like the best table that's far away from everybody. We told them like, this is the best table you could have set us at. Saw the beast, had our food. Be our guest is so expensive. Yes. So expensive. <laughs> yes, it is. I also got the like the wine flight thing. Mm-hmm. Taste all their wines. But I will say that the food, like the actual food food, was better than what we had at Ellen Compass. But it is like on the whole, I think I would rather eat it like an Ailing Compass than be our guest. But I wanted to experience sit down, be our guest, and the food was really good. I had the scallops, so, I believe. So still overpriced. Yes, absolutely. But they did well by my son because he ordered the the mac and cheese and didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And we said, he doesn't like this. Could you just have butter pasta? And they said, sure. And then they made him a giant plate of butter pasta and he ate almost all of it. So oh. I guess I can't complain. That's good. But the main reason we wanted to have this reservation is it was right at park close. So we walked out after the close and got to walk through a very empty Magic Kingdom now. Yeah. And got lots of nice night pictures that were very nice to get at least that part of magic kingdom in because a lot of the rest of the day it was just pandemonium did you at least get the feels there when you were walking out being i did i that day did leave me pretty shaken that i was like what have i done should i just go home but being there helped i think thursday and friday were way better days saturday was is the main day that i'm pointing to as like the (sighs) day Mm. But I think we're in the clear because we are outside. We're now within the window that we should have shown symptoms if we had picked it up at Magic Kingdom. That's the day that I'm most worried that I would have caught COVID Mm. is there. And I think I would have been way more worried had we not removed ourselves from the lines and removed ourselves from Magic Kingdom entirely for most of the day like we did. I I just was not comfortable. That is not 25% capacity. That is insanity what they had going on there. And if the Gavin Newsom crew was there that day, Disneyland is never open. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to shut it down forever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope they weren't there that day. Yeah. So Sunday, we only have like a day and a half left. So Sunday, we go to Animal Kingdom. We did not make rope. They, but So while we were at Magic Kingdom, like late that night, they reveal that they're going to open the parks early for the remainder of the weekend. So Animal Kingdom, instead of opening at 8, is going to open at 7. So we we're like, yeah, we're not making that. So we sleep in a little bit. Um, we get to Animal Kingdom. Still not that long. Not that late. You know, it's. I did do preferred parking, though, because we were a little late, and I didn't want to walk forever. Yeah. And that was worth it for that reason alone. Went to Dinosaur. My son got to ride Everest for the first time. Loves it, yeah. of course. 
Yeah. The line for Everest started in the theater for Rivers of Light. <laughs> oh, wow. But it was still only like 35 minutes from there. Okay. Yep. After that, we had our mobile food order at Satuli we were trying to get to. But along the way, we stopped at the Bird Show, which was the Up Bird Show. But now it's called something else because there's no Up characters. It's, you know, Friends of Flight or something like that. Yeah. Flights of Wonder? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, so we go to the bird show, and I know we've had our jokes about the bird show on this show, but none of us have ever done it, right? Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. My son wanted to do it again. The cast was great. The show was really good. I mean, the birds were incredible, informative. I mean, it actually was at capacity as far as the social distance capacity. Highly recommend the show. I guess people just don't like things that aren't rides most of the time. I don't know, but I like the show a lot. I've always wanted to do it when it was Flights of Wonder. Never got a chance to do it. Definitely have to do it now. Now, on your recommendation. Yeah, it is worth stopping. We almost did it again, but, you know. Because there is a portion of the show that seems unscripted, but we want, we didn't know if it was unscripted or not. We kind of wanted to see it again to see if that we actually had an unscripted moment or not. The bird is supposed to untie the person's shoes, and it did. But then it comes back out, and it, like, pulled her microphone cord Hmm. and she had to go get a backup mic and i think it was scripted but they were pretty convincing that i was like that might not have been scripted Hmm. well i guess if you saw it a second time you'd know (laughs) right (laughs) maybe next time so we go to satuli and satuli is great we sit in the far corner of the outdoor space away from everybody and gave people eyes that tried to come sit near us Mm -hmm. just like everything else you mobile order goes blue you go pick it up i had the giant grog ale and then once we finish round one my wife as she is prone to do likes to get a second bowl at satuli because they're not big portions and the food is fantastic yeah and i also wanted a dessert i got the chocolate dessert and i got another large grog ale so i had two giant grog ales Mm -hmm. great feeling good we hang out at satuli because you know the lines are really long everywhere and we're just like we'd rather be at satuli right now We had a really good time sitting there, waited for the lines to die down. And by the time we were done, the safari was down to 20 minutes. Hmm. So we were able to go ride the safari. Flight of Passage was still like 80, so we didn't do it. And we left Animal Kingdom after the safari and then went back to the pool. And we got to ride the slide at sunset, which was absolutely beautiful to see that sunset over the boardwalk. While riding that slide. That was like a magical moment right there. Yeah, while you're about to get on the slide, you mean standing up there? Yeah. yeah, Yep, standing up there at the top of the the slide. Nice. Seeing that. And the Goodyear blimp, of course. Right. Yeah. We ate the Beach Club Marketplace. Uh, Not that great of choices there. Um, We were supposed to eat at Tiffin's that night, but we didn't want to stay at Animal Kingdom any longer. So I dropped that. So didn't get the Tiffin's in. Saved a lot of money going to the beach club marketplace. Yeah, I was saying your tapas that you would have had to get like eight different plates for like seven hundred dollars on Tiffins. <laughs> anyway, I definitely didn't spend nearly as much money as I normally do on this trip because a lot of quick services. It's a lot less serendipitous of like I'm just going to drink this while I go. I'm not. I'm just going to yeah. eat this while I go. It's like you have to be intentional about everything. Right. I was just going to say the Beach Club Marketplace was always very limited uh, when I stayed there, which is... Well, they just the... redid it. Like, it just reopened last week. Yeah. But it is what it is. 
Monday, we wake up and we rope at 7 a.m. Animal Kingdom. We already packed up our car. We drove up. We rope it. We ride, we ride Flight of Passage, my son's first time. Mm-hmm. Of course, he loves it. Yeah. We walk over. We ride Everest on a fairly short wait, maybe like 15 minutes. Then we go get a donut and some tea and coffee from Joffrey's right there in Asia. Mm-hmm. Sit down mm-hmm. and eat that. And then walk out the door around 9, 9.30 and head for Atlanta. Wow. We said we just wanted to get out before the crowds arrived because the whole idea is, I mean, a good strategy is you just, in the pandemic, rope and run. Rope and run. <laughs> rope and run, go to the pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So really nothing different strategy-wise. <laughs> before it was rope and I'll get you a fast pass. Yeah. Right, like you didn't have to leave, but yeah, it's rope and run. There were a lot of noses out that could have been because it was a holiday weekend. I don't feel like that was being particularly enforced well. The only time I saw somebody get really close to in trouble for their face mask coming off is there's the lady that stands there right in front of the the Walt statue, the Walt and Mickey statue Mm -hmm. that says you must wear your face covering while taking a picture. And there was this one family that was standing up there that took their face mask off to take a picture. She's like, first warning. They did it again. She said, this is your second warning. And then they walked away and she could see them taking a picture of the castle. And she started chasing them down. She's like, you will put your mask on. I am calling security. Like, (laughs) because they just don't care. But that's the only time I saw like somebody. They put all the signs up that they'll kick people out. They should just start, you know. Kick people out. Then they'll follow the rules. Yeah, they're going to have to have more of that actually kicking people out. It makes me wonder, like, the longer this goes on, the less people are going to follow the rule, probably. That's my thought. But Yeah, um, but, I mean, Disney cannot shut down again. They can't do it without it really, really killing them. Right. right. So yeah, they, gotta get they the don't want to contribute to spread. And so enforce enforce the rules. Yeah. I will say while I was there, I kept asking myself, is this worth it? How do I feel? And looking back on it, I think at the time there's some of that just baseline terror that you have. I mean, I don't know if I ever truly relaxed for an extended period like I normally do, except maybe at the pool. Mm -hmm. Because there's just like you have to be conscientious of your surroundings at all times, I feel like. But I think we did the absolute best we could. And I would say if we were to have caught it, it would have been a very very bad luck because we kept ourselves distant we had our masks on at all times we did not stay near anybody that was non-compliant for very long we did it in passing which you're not going to really catch it if you're just in passing and we took ourselves out of uncomfortable situations like stalled lines with people with their noses out rather than just waiting it out Mm -hmm. and so i'm like if we got it it would be kind of a fluke i think but I think we really made a effort to not take more risk than you could have. And I think that's the only way to do it responsibly. I think a lot of people are just tempting fate out there. Yeah. Now, looking back on it, I feel we did the best we can. And I feel pretty confident that we were safe. I mean, I'm going to get tested tomorrow. But I'm pretty confident that we're knock on wood, right? Right. We didn't get it. In the clear. Let me ask you... Since you spent more time at the resort this time and less time in the parks, does this make you want to change how you 
do things in the future when you go back post pandemic with the family. Yes. Yes. Mm. I think the resort feel is I really enjoy it and my wife enjoys it. My son loves the pool. I think making the resort a priority, especially if you're going to stay at a deluxe, then it's worth going to a deluxe or something like that. I think that and the location of yacht club, beach club, boardwalk. I mean, especially post pandemic, that is going to be incredible because I can just, you know, walk to Epcot for a a bite and come back. It did change my perspective a little bit that it's not just about riding rides. It's about doing a couple of things. Yeah. You're coming back. If you're like us, you're coming back. So do a couple of highlights and relax. That that would be an, a, that's a way to do Disney that I really enjoy now. That's not so I have to do everything. Yeah, because we have done everything multiple times before. So do we have to right. do it every time we go? Yeah, correct. That's good. Okay. The other observation I was going to make was on the cast members. And I really think the cast members are doing a great job, doing the best job they can. Maybe I was just projecting a little bit, but I could sense in them the feeling like a bunch of people just got laid off and it might be me or it was a bunch of my friends. Like you could tell that's in the air. I won't say that they aren't happy, they aren't projecting the happiness, but I I would say I could tell in some cases it might not be as genuine. Because they're just trying to get through this too. There was this one guy I talked to in the Pirates line. It's like, I actually don't really want to be here. But if I say that, I'll lose my job. Oh, wow. He doesn't want to get sick. But, you know, this is his job. Right. You get those sort of feelings. You also get the feelings that it's like the layoffs are here. There's fewer cast members. I think they're doing absolutely fantastic. And I do not fault them for this. But I could feel a little bit of that in the air. I can understand that. I mean, this is like one week since that big story hit, and it's hit them hard, not surprisingly. This is where you need a leadership like a Damaro, so hopefully he can help them feel valued because that's what they need right now. They do. I mean, you need need some positive news. I, I do believe the magic will come back there, but you can tell some stuff's missing, right, right too. I mean, the Mariachi Cobra band was playing on stage, but that was... That's it. That's the only like live music other than the drums in Animal Kingdom that floated by at one point. That's like the only live music I heard. So a lot of stuff's just missing. It's noticeable for folks. And I will stay with what I've said before. If this is your first time going to Disney, this is not the time to go to Disney. And I think people are heeding that advice because it seems most people there have been before. Like you don't see the lost guests. People know where they're going. Yeah. And well, I'm sure there's people that thought they would be trying to take advantage of lower wait times, which that turns out not to be true. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So I'm glad I went. 2021, I'll go back. And you remember how I told, told you that the person was supposed to call me about mm-hmm. an annual pass? They called me while I was in the car <laughs> on the way back. <laughs> so it took them that long. <laughs> Did you just say, no thanks? I said, I'm not interested. I'm actually just leaving property and I'm not going to be back for a while. Too little, too late. <laughs> Did you tell them about the Magic Kingdom Day? <laughs> I did not. I, I, that guy didn't need to hear that. You um, could have made him feel really bad, though. Like, I was going to renew until that day. If you had called me uh, the day before, <laughs> I would yeah, have renewed. I mean, it, See if you can milk it and get anything. Right. Animal Kingdom was not nearly as bad at Magic Kingdom. I mean, yes, we had the noses out, but Animal Kingdom has more space. Oh, yeah, lots more. Yeah, Lots more space. 
it's a lot easier. I would say Pandemic Times Magic Kingdom is my least favorite park by a long shot. During yeah. Pandemic Times, I actually like Animal Kingdom the best, probably. And then Hollywood Studios actually was a fantastic day if you just get your Rise Fast Pass and rope, and that's and then otherwise, you know, don't try to ride stuff in the middle of the day. So I actually liked Hollywood Studios probably second, and then Epcot third. So it really kind of sounds like you might want to enjoyed yourself better if you could have gone during the the middle of the week and not the weekend. Probably. Yeah, but we that's not we had these days off already because what right. we were supposed to be doing this past weekend was an adults only food and wine trip with Adam and his wife. Yeah. That was the original plan. Oh well. Next year. Next year. Next year, let's save up and do a, a two bedroom villa at the beach club for a food and wine. Sure. Sound good? Sure. All right, well, thanks for that trip report. I think we'll just wrap it up there then. And I can say visit our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. You can email us podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's right. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can buy your exclusive TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. So for John and Jason and myself, this has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we will see you on our next trip. As long as you keep your nose covered. Keep your nose clean, kid. That's right.